And uh, the second one I would say is uh, one of the guys that we skated with um, used to do like like short clip edits. He would he would make like small videos, and he decided he wanted to make an an all out video, uh, like a full skate length video, which is they're usually about I think like thirty minutes, forty five minutes, something like that. Um, and he gave me my own section in in the video. So there was a oh, Diego cool. Pompa uh, section. Um, I don't have a copy of that anymore. They are out there. Okay. Uh, but if anybody wants to look that one up, uh, the name of the video is Equilibrio. Equilibrio. Like like equilibrium, but equilibrio. So no U-M, just an O. Just an O. Gotcha. Yeah, so I had Equilibrio my... with an O. Exactly. Got it. Um, so I had my own, my own section of that. And that was awesome just because, um, you know, none of us... How, how old were you at this point? I was 21. Okay, so did you have any like groupies then? We did have groupies. <laughs> um, we used to, we, uh, this is going to sound so bad. We used to call them pro hoes. It was uh, girls that liked to hang around with you because you were good at something. Gotcha. That was the definition. If you, that was what like they a, were like. That was, that was a pro ho. A, a, a pro ho was, it, it, it could go for anything. Yeah. You know, not just skating. It could go for baseball, basketball, football, whatever it was. Yeah. You, know, you, you, had, you had the girls that liked to hang around with you because you were good at it. Not because yeah. they skated. Yeah. You know, sometimes they didn't even like you. They just liked to be around it. Right, right. You know, they wanted to be part of the group. Yeah. And now... Some of some of these girls were were really cool. They were they were really chill girls. Yeah. And some of them were just following the crowd. Yeah. I mean, everybody's followed the crowd for something. To some, yeah. You know, for, for, like, yeah. and not just girls, but guys have done that too. Oh yeah, I mean, what's I was gonna say, like, you know, I, you know, there's definitely the male equivalent of the of that as well. You know, we got the the, the pro bro, I guess the you could pro call bro, it. Or, yeah. or the fanboy. Yeah, right? the fanboy yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what we used to call. Okay. The, yeah. The pros. So you so you had uh, you had the uh, the circle of, of folks that were were fanatics of yeah. what you guys were doing and mm -hmm. just kind of wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was, that was that was pretty much it. And those were, you know, those were those were definitely days where it was a. Um, my mom's not gonna like to hear this, but it was it was a lot of drinking, all the time. A lot of drinking all the time. Uh, Sometimes all the time. Sometimes all the time. Um, other paraphernalia use happened uh, while we were skating. Yeah. It was very frequent. A lot um, of gummy bears, you know, I mean, the, what, what are you could, Harambe? You could, yeah, yeah, exactly. You could call it that. Um, we, at one point, there was, um, I think it was five. So, so, at one point, there was like five of us skater dudes, not me, but some of the guys that I hung out with that were living in one apartment. Mm -hmm. And then at another point, there was an apartment building where there was two of us living in one apartment and the very next apartment, there was two more. So don't tell me you guys cut a hole in the wall. No, we okay. did not. The hole okay. was already there. Oh, it was already there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we like, one time we had like a double house party and yeah. there was probably... I don't know, 50, 60 people there all together. 
And wow. people were like literally just flowing from one house to one apartment to another back and forth. And uh, one of the neighbors called the cops on us, rightfully so. We were probably being loud and stupid. Yeah. And when the cops showed up and realized it was two apartments, they didn't know what to say. So they were basically like, just try to keep it down. Huh. Like, like that's it. Wow. Uh, so they, 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 the, the moral of the story, boys and girls. Moral of the story is, is if you're going to have a party. Get, get a cohort, get, get a cohort yeah. like, that you can bounce things back. Two houses two next houses. door or two, two units next yes. to each other, you're safe. You're, you're off. The you're cops off won't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. They'll so they just were, tell you to keep it down. They were, they, were def- they were definitely good times, but it was also, you know, it was also somewhat reckless times. Uh, I, I think the lifestyle of a skater draws kids because of kind of the craziness and the, and the, the, the I don't know, free will. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. Um, but there was, there was probably some stupid stuff that happened too. Well, I mean, I think, you know, every, every young man and woman goes through a, uh, a rite of passage to some degree, you know, depending on their, their environment, right. Yeah. You know, what they're exposed to, what they're not exposed to. Um, and of course, their personality, right? I mean, how influ- how easily influenced are they? You know, right. those that's that's when it can get kind of scary. Yeah. Um, people who are just trying to fit in because they don't have anybody, or they don't think they have anybody that's going to, um, you know, accept them. Accept them. So they they cling on to the first group or uh, person that that shows them a little bit of attention, right? You know. Yeah. And, you pray as a parent that that's that's going to be the right influence and the right person, but unfortunately, the world is not perfect and it doesn't end up that way. So, right. um, so you skaters are probably the root of all evil. And um, <laughs> there, there's probably a truth to that. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. There was, you know, I always tried to. We would have younger kids that would like be drawn to us because we were a big group of skaters. Yeah, like a and gang. There was, and there was a, and there was a good handful of us that were good at stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think back to the things that we did and like. You know, what may not be to, like, the level of, like, some of the extreme athletes this day, you know, with, like, some of the Red Bull things are going on. But we were, we were good at what we did. Yeah. And so that drew people in. And I always tried to, with the younger kids, like, be welcoming. Yeah. Um, not enticing to the bad things that, were, that we were doing. But it's like they obviously liked what we were doing, so right. I wanted to include them. But absolutely, I, I think there's, there's a point where, you know... Uh, you see something, you like it, you gravitate towards it. Mm-hmm. Whether that's good or bad, you may not know until later, especially yeah. as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, something I've learned recently is that for a male, you know, we've always heard that women mature faster than, or girls mature faster than boys. Mm-hmm. You know? And I never really put much thought into that other than, you know, it was like, that's what was said, you know. And whether I believed it 100% or not, that that's not the point of this. But I did recently learn that scientifically it has been proven that the the male's prefrontal cortex does not fully develop in most boys or men by the time until they're 25 years old. Yeah. And that's the part of the brain that actually understands the uh, the concept of consequences, you know. And um, which it's is probably why there's more extreme sports males than yeah. females especially at that age right you get hurt and you just do it you get up and you do well, it over and yeah over and again. you just don't think about it you're yeah. like you think you're invincible i i lived in pain i i either had something twisted broken dislocated some some open wound on my body something bruised 
honestly from probably like age 15 to age 29 yeah no no joke I believe because I was always always hurt and you just there was a certain point where it's like ah, we just do it you just do it you just fight through it and then you get older and you're like this is kind of stupid yes why, why am I doing this again yeah. where, where are the checks that are in the mail exactly oh they're not mm. yeah and my, my, my prefrontal cortex was not activating on all cylinders for the majority of that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So real quick before we move on, I, I want to I clarify because my, my understanding of skating and yours, what you basically kind of alluded to a moment ago was, you know, I'm thinking somebody's on a skateboard. That's right. a skater. Skate, skateboard, skating, yes. So do they just lump it all into one category that if you're on a skateboard, you're on inline skates, you're a skater? That really depends on who you're talking to. Talk, talking to. Okay. Um, if you talk to a skateboarder, they'll call us rollerbladers or fruit booters. Fruit booters. Fruit booters. Boots with like little fruit loop wheels. <laughs> okay. Fruit booters, gotcha. Fruit, fruit booters. Okay, all right. Um, Clever. Uh if you talk to a biker, they may call us fruit booters also. Uh, we, we always just call it skating because it's like aggressive inline skating. Okay. Or technically, Rollerblade is a brand. Yeah. They were called inline skates. Okay. So Rollerblade so we is still a brand skating. of inline skates. It's, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Exactly. Right. So we, it, it does have to get clarified. And a lot of times I just revert back to skating and I let people think what they want. Yeah. Because it, it takes too much to translate yeah. to them or like, you're just embarrassed to say you're an inline skater i have an absolute <laughs> problem saying that <laughs> uh no i mean i guess i could relate it to like uh you know you tell somebody you do crossfit they're like what's crossfit yeah. what's, what's an easier way to do it strength and conditioning um, yeah true there you go strength and conditioning or you they just, freak out and they're like oh that's so hard yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly you yeah. just you find a way to to simplify the the terminology mm -hmm. and you just leave it Right, right. Sometimes it's easier just to keep it simple, right? Yeah, yeah let, them, let them think, let them think what they want. Actually, I think, I think uh, on my profile um, that was uh, edited, uh, it says, for, for our website, it says oh. skateboarding on there. And I just left it. I, I, oh, huh. I, I, I wonder. not say anything. It does. It says skateboarding. That I well I'm gonna tell you well, I, well, you I didn't weren't the, you weren't the one that that edited it oh okay okay yeah because I was like I, I I wouldn't have even known yeah that, okay yeah yeah but no but I just I just left it I'm like you know what it we'll just leave it at that skateboarding <laughs> skateboarding sounds cooler anyway more more people more people get a better understanding of what I'm talking about if they think of it as a skateboard yeah but there are still some people out there that did aggressive inline skating and they will ask me. Like skateboarding or rollerblading, yeah. and I'll say rollerblading, and they're like, "Oh, I used to do that too." Uh, like okay. they get it. Yeah, they're qualifying it. Yeah, Got exactly. It. Checking in. Like, I think uh, mm -hmm. Isaac, our uh, yeah Isaac Wilkie. I, Isaac used to used to be a an inline aggressive okay. inline rollerblader. Right. He man. gets it. That's a tall drink of water to Dude, be for a skater. Yeah, yeah, yeah it holy is. cow, it is. man, it is for sure. I have to ask Isaac about that. You know, he just had a baby, so their second. Oh, baby, congratulations! So. Congratulations, you guys. Making more tall people in the yeah, world. Making more making, the making world needs shorter, more tall people. Making us short people look shorter. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. We're going to have to raise up all the bars again. <laughs> We're going to have a, a gym full of tall people here in the next 30 years. Right. Um, all right. So uh, getting past skating, mm -hmm. that led to other... Uh, well, you said you were already playing sports, soccer. Right. Uh, you did some baseball. 
what, what did you get into after uh, the skating? You know, because because you, you you'd been a coach and you'd been training people before you got into the world of CrossFit, right? Correct. Okay, yes. so so how did that come about? So um, so growing up, I wanted to do everything, um, anything that came across my path, I, I wanted to do. Um, I I was just that type of kid, and and I, I was, I like to think I still am. Uh, physically inclined mm -hmm. uh, I, I pick up stuff physically very very easily I mean it doesn't mean I'm pro at anything but it makes sense to me that the, yeah. the mind-body connection when I'm doing stuff like that makes makes sense to me right now just, it just comes it comes naturally right now yeah. my handwriting is crap mm -hmm. but I can pick up a sport really fast um, <laughs> so <laughs> some of you you might have missed that he if you didn't hear him Diego just admitted, self-admitted that his handwriting is for shite. It is total shite. So, um, for, uh, so for, yeah, anyone for, for sorry, those for those that read his whiteboard right? uh, scribbles. And, and, and those of you that, that like to tell me as if I don't know, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> um, so, um, so I, my kind of sports career started with T-ball. Um, and then went to baseball. My sister was playing soccer at the time, and I wanted to be like my sister. So I wanted to play soccer. Okay. Joined the soccer team. I was immediately good at it. Um, also, during that point in time, I wanted to try uh, martial arts. So I did Taekwondo. So I did Taekwondo for a little while. Um, still during the time when I was playing soccer, uh, I wanted to try swimming. So I did swimming. Uh, I wanted to try basketball. So I tried basketball for a while. Uh, I wanted to be on the diving team in high school, so I did, I did diving. Uh, I wanted to be on the track team, so I did different lengths of, of, of sprints. Um, I, did, I did high jump um, in, in track and field. I also had a brief stint in, in um, kind of like cross-country track distances. Um, anything physical that I felt like I was good at I wanted to try okay. I, I didn't get to try everything I wanted to get into gymnastics um, for those of you parents that have kids in gymnastics know that's pricey I wanted to try fencing fencing is is pricey uh, didn't didn't try that anything that came about I just wanted to do it and my my poor mom like she was so awesome. She did whatever she could to get me to whatever sport, whenever, mm -hmm. whatever practice. If she had to talk to another uh, mom and have, have them drive me from school or whatever, that happened often. If I, if I had to catch a ride with somebody else on my team to a game because she couldn't be there for whatever I was doing, like she did that and, and, and that was awesome. Yeah. But I mean, I've done team sports I've done individual sports I've done two types of, of martial arts uh, everything was just movement everything was just letting my wiggles out I guess you could say and it was it was honestly for me it was um, it, it was not just a way to make friends but it was like a way to express myself because okay. um, I wasn't an A student and, and I wasn't an A student with terrible handwriting also with that. <laughs> so um, it, it, was, it was definitely a way to express myself. Uh, after I graduated high school, I, um, I got uh, 
offered to help out or, or I asked if I could help out with my uh, high school soccer team. So I was the assistant coach of my high school soccer team really? for two seasons after I graduated. Now, were you paid by the school for that? Actually, I was not paid by the school. I was paid by the parents. The oh. parents got together some money and uh, they recognized that I was helping out and uh, the parents paid me. So you took the seasons. job pro bono initially. Pro bono. Okay. I just wanted to. Just, I just. I just wanted to do it. You wanted to give back. I wanted. Was to, that the same program that you came out of? Yes. Okay. It was the same high school program that, that I came out of. Uh, I wanted to give back. I wanted to keep playing. Mm. Um, I liked the kids that were on my team that were younger than me that were still in high school. It was just a way for me to stay connected. Did uh, you have any aspirations to, get, to to play pro soccer? You know, I did. I wanted to play pro soccer and I wanted to play in college. Um, I was really good. Um, my senior year of high school, um, I only played half the season because I, I was injured. Well, back it up a little bit. So I played my freshman year. I got bumped up to uh, varsity like for the last like five or six games of your freshman of my freshman year. Okay. Um, sophomore year, I played I played varsity. Played pretty much like every game. Uh, junior year, so sophomore year, I didn't like our coaches. Okay, what position did you play? I was forward. Okay. Uh, didn't matter, center, right wing, left wing, didn't didn't matter. I was no. I was a goal scorer. Yeah. That was that was my thing. Right. And and I'm not like Mr. Fancy Feet Ronaldo. I just had an innate sense of where to be and where yeah. to put the ball. Uh -huh. That was that was kind of my thing. Yeah. And, and I was and I was small and skinny, so I was scrappy. Like a was, messy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't. But I was going against you know kids that were like my best friend uh, in junior high and, and first year of high school. His name was Austin. He was our goalie. Mm -hmm. Austin was like six one, six two. Yeah. I was like five five. Yeah. You know, um, and we used to practice together all the time. So I wasn't a big guy. I just knew where to be and, yeah. and what yeah. time to be there. You sniff out the goal. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, Sophomore year, I didn't play uh, because I didn't like the coaches. Okay. Uh, I just, I didn't like them. And it turned out to be a big deal. I didn't think, in my opinion, I was like in my own teenage world. I was like, whatever. Yeah. I didn't play and it turned out to be a big deal. In the sense of? In the sense of uh, like other athletes were asking, other soccer players were asking why I didn't play. My mom would see other other moms in the grocery mm -hmm. store and the moms would try to talk me so into playing. it became a topic of discussion. It became a topic. Not not only so much for that, but then senior year, um, I decided to play, but I joined late. So I had to get in so many practices. So you didn't play, play sophomore year. Didn't play, or, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, junior year. Oh, junior year. Okay, junior year. so you, went, you, you played so freshman, freshman, sophomore, sophomore skip and you junior. stayed out junior. Okay. Senior year, I joined late and I got injured, so I had to like take some time off. But what ended up happening was my senior year... I got two articles. I got one article in the uh, the New Mexican, which is the biggest circulating paper in in New Mexico, mm -hmm. and I got one article in the Santa Fe Journal. Okay. And so had the coaching staff changed in your senior year? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. the coaching coaching staff had changed. So I had I had one full page front sports section article mm -hmm. about how I didn't play before, but now I'm playing now. Okay. And like he's back. Like yeah, exactly. Like yeah. no, I think that's actually like what the title oh, of what? it said. Yeah. Like he's back. Yeah. Um I mean, that's what I would have put. <laughs> right, yeah. Um so 
it, it was this thing where I realized like I was kind of a big deal, you know, and I would just play to play. Yeah. Like, I just liked to play. Mm-hmm. But my senior year, I think I ended up with like, like fifth in state for goals scored, even though I only played half the season. So because I only played half the season, I wasn't eligible to be nominated for all state. And yeah. when you're looking at like colleges and stuff like that, the first places yeah. they look is all state athletes. Okay. Um, so it kind of cut me out of that. Yeah. But to me, it was kind of okay because I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to college. I ended up doing community college, but I talked to some of my friends that actually played college ball, mm-hmm. um, and they would tell me about their schedule and what they had to do, and it sounded more like a job. Yeah. I just liked to play sports. Yeah. I, I like to play because I like to play. I didn't want it to become a job. Right. So there were a couple friends of mine that I talked to that were like, dude, you should try walking on, on to UN, University of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. They're like, you can totally walk on. You'll make it. Um, and I thought about it, <laughs> but I, did, I didn't want to do the classes. I, I didn't want to go to school. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't do it. And so that kind of ended my... Soccer, soccer career. career. Okay. Right, right there. I just, and, and at the time I was big into skating and, you know, all that stuff. So I just kind of went a different direction. And then I went with my, my skate friends and then we, I ended up doing the skate thing. But you, at the time, at that time you were also coaching mm-hmm. the soccer. You're, you're, I was, you're, I was playing soccer and I was school. skating. Yeah. Yeah. So that was your first coaching gig. That was my you, very first coaching gig. Okay. Yeah. So what what coaching um, roles or position positions did you fill after I, that? I so after that it was more like personal training. So okay. once so how did you get into personal training? So I like, that like, that kind of transferred me into a, a realm where I realized I wanted to kind of help people to either get fit or maintain fitness. Okay. Um, I, I had actually a little bit at the time been going to the gym and learning about the, the average stuff, you know, bench press, curls, mm-hmm. leg press, you know, calf raises, you know. I, I, I got, um, I bought Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding. Oh, yeah. And I would flip yeah, through it and I would, hi- I would highlight stuff. So um, wait, real quick, six-minute abs or eight-minute abs? Uh... I'm gonna go with six. All right. I'm a, I'm a six. I'm a six minute abs. Good person. choice. Good choice. Um, but uh, so I started learning about the body parts and and learning about you know exercises and I I wanted to be like the person that helps people get there. Yeah. So I started classes at the community college in Santa Fe towards um, personal training. So okay. taking uh, kinesiology classes, uh, physiology classes. Uh, exercise science type based classes mm-hmm. um, and I got a job at a gym there called Santa Fe Spa which is at the time it was like the most global gym they had okay um, and I was in charge of and so mind you I'm, I'm 19 okay uh, I was in charge of the intro people anybody that signed a new you know brand new with the gym I was assigned to them to take them through give them a basic circuit explain the machines you know all that stuff, and then and then try to sell them personal training. Now I can, from the way I know you, I can completely see that that would be a very logical choice for somebody to put you in that role. Well, that was that was 
younger me though that that was that was like not super confident in in the movements or or how to sell personal okay. training interesting okay. i had a hard time selling people personal training yeah. i loved introducing them to stuff i didn't know how to connect it like logically for them telling them why they have to do it and, and then trying to sell them on personal training so okay so the 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 me that you know now is almost 20 years difference from where I started. A lot of tools have been added. A lot of tools. Knowledge. A lot of tools. A lot of knowledge. Lots yeah. of stealing other people's ideas. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of changing my ideas about, about stuff. Good artists steal. Great artists make it their own. I've heard that. Exactly. It's not me. I didn't say no, that. You stole it from somebody else. Yes. And then you made it your own. Well, no. That's exactly how he says it. <laughs> But I mean, but he's it's, it's so right. I mean, how much of that goes on on a regular basis, right? Right. There was a job that I worked um, where uh, my sales partner at the time told me to be good at this. You got to lie, cheat, and steal every day. And at first mm. I was like, what the shit did I get myself into? Yeah. And then he was like, no, you, you have to lie, cheat, and steal. You have to lie in bed and get yourself psyched up for the day. You got to cheat yourself at a time that you would maybe spend doing something else. And you gotta steal every good idea that comes across your path. Lie, cheat, and steal. Okay, all right. Yeah, that, the initial knee-jerk reaction to that is like, if you're a moral-driven person to some degree or any degree, you're like, what? Exactly, that right? Very, like, that sound very like, cool. At first, I'm like, yeah, me and you aren't talking about this yeah. anymore. And yeah. then he explained it, and it's like, all right. It's kind of like that movie right. Training Day. Yeah. It's like, all right, yeah. you cuckoo old man. You got it. You got a point. You got a point, you kooky old man. Which he was. Yeah. He was well, a there's man. a few kooky old men out there, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you were the intro guy. I was the intro guy. So, were you tasked with actually converting these people into actual New Mexico spa gym uh, members? The idea. Uh, well, so it was Santa Fe Spa. Or sorry, Santa Fe Spa. Um, they were already uh, members, members. So it wasn't so much tasked with making them members. They were already members. Okay. It was an opportunity to get them to do personal training. So upsell. Me, to upsell. Gotcha. Which I, I, I think I, like in the time that I was working with them there, I'd say conservatively, if I had to like pick a conservative number, I probably did, I probably did like 30 of them. Maybe okay. 25. Okay. I converted nobody. Really? Zero. Zero people. 25 intros. Zero in, conversions. In a, in a time span of how long? Um, about nine months. Wow. So how, how, how did that, did that affect you mentally? Um, or were you being, I mean, were you under any kind of quotas? I mean. No, did, no quotas. Okay. So that might have. No quotas. You're just kind of like. Well, you know, I'm not being reprimanded and I'm not being, you know, there's no uh, demerits that I'm receiving, if yeah. you will, for this, for not making this. It was just basically kind of eat what you kill, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess like the good thing was, is I got a free gym membership out of it. So I was okay with just doing what I had to do. Yeah. And you know, there, so there's there, no super incentive. Exactly. And, and there was for you at that time yeah, yeah. It, exactly there was there was nothing really pushing me to do any better change my sales sales approach really really push people to, to help them out um, so honestly it didn't affect me at all um, I, I think one of the things that I thought about is is it 
it, it gave me a knowledge of like how different people are when I'm explaining stuff to people. Yeah. It, it started the process of learning how to explain to people in like two, three, four different ways mm-hmm. until you get it. Cause, cause just repeating the same thing over and over again like a doesn't, yeah, doesn't yeah. work. I, I had to start to figure out different ways to say things, different ways to phrase things. Um, if you didn't like this machine, I had to find something similar that also worked chest, triceps, and, and shoulders that you did like because mm-hmm. you just didn't like the way that machine looked. Yeah. You know, like it, it started that process. But okay. as from a sales process, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, it it did it didn't hit my ego, yeah. but I also didn't make any money. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a net zero type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and when I think of like Globo gyms, because that's basically for all intents and purposes, that was that's what it was, right? Yeah. Like they're synonymous in my mind of like just the classic. I mean, they were really good. I mean, I'm thinking back in the '80s, '90s, you know. Um, ballets, you know, um, of getting you in there and sitting you down and just closing that sale. This gym wasn't like that. I mean, because Santa Fe is so like, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. They're so feelings oriented. You didn't want to like make somebody upset. Yeah. You know, to get you to sign 